If you're a Steelers fan, you're watching these preseason games and you're wondering, is this real? Is this going to hold over into the season, the success that they've had in the preseason? After that 24-0 to win over the Falcons, I do think that is going to be the case. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'll break down not just the Falcons game that the Steelers won, but the entire preseason and training camp and why they're set up for a strong 2023 year. All here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Again, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you daily deals of all things of the Pittsburgh Steelers. As long as you can find the show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube, like this video if you enjoy it, subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all capital letters, all one word, and you'll get your first deposit doubled up to one. $100 more on them later. Y'all, I'm not going to just sit here and tell you that a 24 nothing shutout win in the preseason for the Steelers over the Falcons is some determining factor to say that they're, they're going to dominate the preseason. But I want to encourage one thing that I've always approached the preseason with is that the preseason isn't about the results. It's not about getting the win. It's about the process in how you made the plays, the process in how you are executing in the moment. Are you doing the right things that you're being coached to do? Are you playing to the right principles that your team needs you to achieve throughout the season to be the team that you need to be to win the way that that, that your coaches are telling you, the way that your roster is built? And if you win the process, results in the regular season will follow that. So let's look at the process as far as the part, the parts of it that pertain to this game, so we can focus on this and then compare it to how the Steelers have done throughout the rest of the preseason and training camp. And we got to start with Kenny Pickett. This guy's on fire. This guy is playing extremely well, and it's not flukish. It's not, you know, once in a lifetime. It's not like oh, I forget which which quarterback it was. I think was it was Anthony Richardson. No, I don't think it was Anthony Richardson. Some quarterback threw a, a pass into the end zone that was tipped and then caught for a t- – it was it should have been intercepted, but then it was caught for a touchdown, and it was like the most like happenstance thing ever. Uh, I don't believe it was Anthony Richardson. It was someone else. But point being, like, all of Kenny Pickett's throws have been deliberate. All of them have been well set up. All of them have been well styled. And now he throughout three games of the preseason, he, he has led five touchdown drives. And during those five touchdown drives, he is 13 of 15 for 119, 199 yards, excuse me. And he's thrown two touchdowns. That is for a perfect 158.3 passer rating. It's not just about making the throws for Kenny Pickett that impresses me. It's how he does it with, again, the right process you look at how he's executed and we've talked about his other touchdowns you know his touchdown to george pickens in the first game when he looked off this looked looked off the safety while was able to throw it to pickens over the middle who who got a lot of yards after the catch and it was a touchdown the way that he threw it to pat firemuth putting it on his back shoulder so that the linebacker was on his front shoulder couldn't get to the ball and then putting it in a way so that pat, pat firemuth 
Brian Weeks won't even carry him into the end zone. Those type of things. Those are uh, those are the things that he's doing to be in the right process. And then even in this one, you go to the passes that he threw, the deep passes that he threw, and these were 33 and 35-yard passes. The first was a 33-yard pass to Johnson. And, and mind you, that first touchdown drive was like 90-plus yards. And they were backed up into their own territory. They could have folded and said, all right, we, we've done a great job all season long, or all preseason, excuse me. But instead, the Steelers marched down the field. And it started with that third down bomb to Deontay Johnson, where he got great separation, beat his man, got, got to the spot, and Kenny Pickett hit him in stride. No questions asked. Just 33 yards down the sideline, made it look easy and routine. And then on the other sideline, just, just a few plays later, he hits George Pickens for a 35-yard off, just like it. In stride, in the perfect spot, not in the place where the defense can go after it too much. And both times even leading up to it. Go back and watch those clips. Don't just watch the catch and the results of the play. Watch the process. This is what I'm getting to. Watch how Kenny Pickett, on the start of the, both of those plays, Steered down the middle part of the field. He knew where he wanted as soon as he identified it. And as long as the, the team didn't trick him and he didn't, you know, get fooled into a throwing into a bad coverage situation. I think Kenny Pickett is on the right pace. And you don't see him getting fooled right now. You see him just kind of reading the field, making the read, looking down the field, and then making the throw that's necessary to make the play in with, with Deontay Johnson. He got separation. He put it in the right spot. It was a big catch. George Pickens, he went 35 yards, didn't get as much separation, but won the jump ball and Kenny Pickett put it in the right spot for him to win. And isn't that the epitome of who those two guys are? Deontay Johnson wins with separation. George Pickens wins with combat catch, but in both situations, Kenny Pickett put the ball in the right place. I don't know what else you need to see when it comes to that part of the process that Kenny Pickett is more accurate. He understands we need to go with the football. He understands how to attack. Excuse me, I got some coffee to get me through the late night show here. But it's also how he carries himself. Because this is who he is. Game has been over. He's been being asked about his five drives. The offense has been on fire. There's no criticism that you could possibly levy at the foot of Kenny Pickett after the early preseason games. And he issues this quote when asked about, you know, how they've succeeded. He said, you know, when asked about the five touchdowns, the offense, the first time the offense has had on the five drives they've been out there, he says, quote, it's proof the work that we've put in paid off, but now it counts. We have to get our attention to San Fran and get to the game plan. That was it. He didn't want to hear no praise. He was like, yeah, sure, this is fine, but – you know, it's good to know that we could do that, but we got other things to worry about. That's who Kenny Pickett is. At Pitt, he was like the hardest subscriber to Pat Narduzzi's 24-hour rule. Pat Narduzzi, who's the head coach of the Pitt Panthers, to this day still preaches the 24-hour rule. Win or loss, if you get to kind of stew about it for 24 hours, and as soon as that 24 hours up, you're on to the next thing. That's who, exactly who Kenny Pickett was. He would step back, evaluate, and then go, go on and go forth and attack. And he is carrying that into the pros. 
And I think it's only a healthy way for him to approach how he wants how he wants to handle everything and how he's going to be a quarterback and a leader for this team. And all I have to say with how he's been extremely mature about this entire process and been an extremely efficient playmaker in this entire process, all I can say is that other teams got to watch out for Kenny Pickett because he's coming. And he's going to be a big problem. Now, he still has ways to go. But the stuff we've seen, I've seen it consistently enough to determine. I think that Kenny Pickett is going to be a, a serious problem very, very soon in the AFC North. I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the guys in front of Kenny Pickett, though. And that's the offensive line, because I thought they had a really good night, especially the starters. We'll talk about that in a minute here. On the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in just a minute. But first, I want to, remind, want to tell you that this show is brought to you by Harry's, where you can get all the best shaving tools that you need possible. I shave, well, for the show. Because if I, if y'all saw an unshaved, unkept Chris Carter on camera, it's bad. I'm talking caveman bad. As in, like, one time I let my hair grow out and I was called caveman for, like, a week. It's bad but that's why i need harry's razors and shaving equipment because they help me they, they help me get in the right place and when i shave i feel confident and no matter how you shave harry's has you covered at a price that you'll love from high quality razors to skin products that exfoliate your face harry's gives you a premium shave at a great price you receive a high quality razor with all the products that you need to, to make your facial hair a highlight that you'll love to show off whenever you, you're out. The, st the starter set is, is a $13 value that you can get for just $3 at harrys.com slash NFL. It has a five-blade German-engineered razor and a weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover. Refills cost as low as $2, and Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction rate in the shaving industry. And it's a no-risk trial. Don't like your shave? It's on them. Get $13 for just get the $13 starter pack for just $3 at Harry's.com slash NFL. That's Harry's.com slash NFL for a $3 starter set. Back here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We could keep going about Kenny Pickett and the offense and why things go in there, but y'all know how I feel about that. I think Kenny Pickett's ace, ace in the job, but I also thought who aced the job was the offensive line. I thought they did a really good job, and I got to say, especially Isaac Sayomalo. Man, that guy's good. He, or at least he's physical in the preseason, but he was getting people out the club. He was moving dudes. If he got, if he got his, his hands on you, he was taking you out of the play. There was a, a long run by Najee Harris where Isaac Sayomalu, um was able, to, was able to get in the right position and win it. And I think it's going to happen a lot more often this year to see just how this offensive line does make a big difference in games. But Samala wasn't all, wasn't the only offensive lineman who made plays. I saw Chooks of Korafor get busy out there. 
when I say busy, I mean knocking people over, pancaking them, doing the stuff that I thought that Chukuma Korfor needed to do. He needed to show a mean streak. He needed to show he could go out there and, 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 and make plays even when he's not being looked at as much. But Chukuma Korfor, one of my biggest criticisms, criticisms for him was that he didn't he wasn't as nasty as you wanted him to be. You know, he wasn't as physical as as, as I'm going to control this guy as, as much as possible. He was a, you know, he is a, a a great athlete as far as his size and his length and how he uses everything. But I, I think that's Chikuma Korfor's MO is that he hasn't had the need to be the top dog yet or the guy who sets the ultimate tone for the offensive line. It'll be intriguing to see who does set that tone as things move on, because it seems like it's Isaac Ciamalo. Now, I will say that Mason Cole still looks really good and coordinated. But in this in this last preseason game, the top two backs, both Nigel Harris and Jalen Warren, averaged 5.33 yards per carry. That's a sign that the offensive line's kicking butt. And doing so with the details, because again, it's not about the results, it's about the process. Can you make the the right approach in the right situations? And I think the Steelers' offensive line, they're following a lot of parts of that process. Even on the screen for Tanaji Harris that went 16 yards, another good play, by the way, that opened things up for the Steelers. Mason Cole was at a point where when the ball hadn't been thrown yet, he, he was getting to his spot because he, he and the other guys have to run, run out and get in front of their guy. But when you look at that, that, that screenplay, Mason Cole, he could have gotten upfield. He could have gotten in, the, in position. He could have been the guy that was leading the charge and, and gotten upfield a little bit early. He did not. He waited until the ball was thrown, and even at one point, go back and look at the replay of this play when Najee Harris caught this ball. You can even see Mason Cole kind of tiptoeing the line of scrimmage to make sure that he didn't cross the line of scrimmage so that it would become a penalty, which was an issue for the Steelers last year because that did happen. But even in that, I thought it was just a really good detailed effort from the Steelers offensive line. Najee Harris gets in. He runs one in, um, as does Jalen Warren later. That wasn't the top offensive line. But the bottom line is that I I look at this offensive line, and last year it was the weakness that was causing so many problems. And this year, I I don't think that there's any of those – those problems right now that you, that, you, that you see with the offensive line. Now, sure, they still have to coalesce. They still have to play week to week and see how things get, things shape out there and how injuries impact things. But if no major injury pops up soon, I, I really like their chances with not just this unit, but the whole team, but especially this unit. Um, because I think this offensive line has the potential to be one of the better groups in the NFL. Not the best, not top five, maybe not even top 10, but top 14. I think it's doable. I think there's not much else other than encouragement that you could see 
in the offensive line being successful. Protecting Kenny Pickett, opening holes for Najee Harris, opening holes for Jalen Warren. And I got to say, like, there were there, there, there were some holes open. If you go back and you watch the, the game, there are some gaps that are available. And Najee Harris ran right through him, as did Jalen Warren. But all that being said, I think it's just more evidence that there are plenty of there's, there's plenty of evidence, plenty of reason to believe that this offensive line is going to be pretty good. And it all leads into I think these Steelers are going to be pretty good. I want to talk about the defense a little bit here. We'll do that and bring it home here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Stick with us. We still got quite a bit to talk about after this preseason win over the Atlanta Falcons. But first, before we do any of that, we want to remind you guys, this show is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Now, Underdog Fantasy is offering you what's called Best Ball Mania. August is here, and if you know what that means, it's the official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by training in the best ball league under underdog fantasy. All you do is is one live snake snake draft. No waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every week. Try it out with your underdogs. Best ball mania tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the, the winner drafted their team in July. So don't wait around. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and, and sign up with promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, all capital letters, all one word, and you'll get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code Locked On. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue our episode here. We're going to switch to the defense here. I want to talk about them because they were also impressive. And granted, this is the part of the team that's supposed to be very good, right? They're supposed to impress, and especially against a team like the Falcons that was playing a lot of backups. But I look at this defense, and before we get into any individual performances, I want to talk about the team performance in something that I saw that I think is carried over from game to game in the preseason. But these defenders are almost always in position. What I mean by in position, even if they're giving a pass, they're bringing the guy down immediately. It's good tackling. It's good form football. They are putting they are making it so that there's not a whole lot of extra yardage to be gained there. Sorry if you hear any. Uh, rain noise in the background because it is pouring down pretty hard outside my house, but we'll try to power through. But again, this is a very good sign about the defense. And this isn't just the first team. It's the second team and the third team defense. It shows that the, 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 the defenders are buying in on the system. Now, again, that's a very good sign. Even if a guy gets beat in coverage, they're going to make the tackle on the play. It's a good sign of technique, and it's a good sign of discipline. Now, Tom, we let's get two individual performances in the defense because man, Landon Roberts brought it in this game. And we saw it in backs on backers. We saw how physical he could be. We saw how he could 
know, impose his presence. And man, his presence was imposing in the in this game. You look at Landon Roberts, he had a huge TFL, and it wasn't a play where he like he bounced off three blockers. It was actually pretty clean, but it was a demonstration of what the Steelers run defense could look like this year. And that if it, on those plays, and again, Larry and Joby's still not healthy at Cam Hayward, you know, getting as much rest as possible. On those plays, you see um you see Landon Roberts, he's assessing the play, he's reading where everything's going, but the defensive line is keeping him clean. The double teams can't get to him. So he's like, Oh, that's where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna attack here. And Landon Roberts leads to the tackle for loss. Also had a sack on the day. Really good day from him. I think that he's putting himself in a really good position. But Landon Roberts, either way, made some really good plays and solidified why they got him. We'll see how the pecking order plays out this upcoming week. I got. I would be remiss if we didn't talk about T.J. Watt with this defense. Now, T.J. Watt has done it in real season, real big games, all that. But this is preseason, Right. This is supposed to be the time when, you know, you're getting some tune-up stuff in. But you're also not, um, you're not exposing everything on your team. And you're not exerting, you know, you're not putting too much stress on your superstars so that they don't get hurt. And I talked about that during training camp. I thought that TJ Watt hadn't been making plays at one point. And I was like, you know what, he could. You know, I don't know if he's just being told to hold back or if he's if he's actually not feeling well or if there's something going on there. And then basically he showed me, oh no, I've been holding back this whole time. Based off of how he practiced right after that, where I still swear that he was that TJ Watt was staring me down on the sideline the day that I literally said on a pod on a different podcast that I thought that there might be something there as far that's slowing him down. And then he goes out and proceeds to have three titles for loss in Steelers practice. And then he dominates the preseason when he's on the field. So to TJ Watt, I just want to say again, I'm sorry for ever doubting you. I hope that you can finally get over it and keep being the playmaker that you are. I'm being facetious, of course, and making jokes here as far as, uh, TJ Watt, but the guy's impressive at all times. He just gets after the quarterback, he stuffs the run, does everything you ask of him, and he's a great teammate. I, I think TJ Watt is continues to be the man. Other guys that I thought stood out, I thought Keanu Benton being back and healthy was a really big boost. I thought Mark Robinson showed how he's still a big hitter, and that's going to be something that um, the Steelers try to look at keep keeping as far as Mark Robinson. Um but we got to talk about Nick Herbig, man. This dude, like I said with Kenny, you know, this isn't a this isn't a fluke anymore. This is this this is real. Nick Herbig's been getting after it every single day in training camp, before and after practices, before and after, uh, what you call it, preseason games. He had another sack in this game. He's extremely quick. He just proves to be elusive and, and, and tough and powerful. So it's a big question to see where does Nick Herbig go? 
the bottom line, if we talk about the defense and the offense, all the facets that involved, this team has passed almost every test that personally me, myself, I have given them throughout the preseason and training camp. Because like I said in the beginning of this show, the preseason isn't about the results. It's about the process. And it's about how many how many days, how many days that you can stack wins in that process throughout the process. That's done all the way back to start a training camp. I'm not, this isn't an official number, but I feel like the Steelers have won 99% of the process in this training camp. Their offense has scored, their defense has dominated, they've been health, healthy for the most part. They are doing what they're supposed to. If they were losing these preseason games and the first team offense was still playing like this, and the, and the first team defense was still playing like this, still feel the same way. But again, I think the Steelers are winning the process. I think they understand that there is a process to get to where they want to be, and they're working like heck to get there. And I think so far, they've been winning the process. And when I say winning, I mean by winning these, the process right now, they're preparing themselves as best they can to be ready for the regular season. How will they handle the season? Will it be the same as this? Will they be blowing out opponents? Will they be scoring, forcing three and outs, scoring, forcing three and outs, scoring again? Who knows? But I don't think that I have seen in my time watching the Steelers, I don't think I have seen a year of preseason football where there has been this much evidence to show why you should be excited to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers than this season. And that even stems to Ben. In the Ben Roethlisberger days, there were ups and there were downs plenty all the time, and there will be ups and downs with this team. But I think with the leadership that they have in place, I think with some of the things that, uh, I think some of the things that have kind of played out during this offseason, during this preseason. I think that they're going to be in a really good place on both sides of the ball and competing with some of the biggest dogs in the league. Not just the AFC North, not just the AFC, not just the NFC. I'm talking about the league. But again, all that remains to be seen. And as Kenny Pickett said, they got to focus on San Francisco. We'll talk about that focus in the coming weeks here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Thanks so much again for tuning into the show. We hope that you enjoyed this show that I recorded late night after the Steelers 24-0 win over the Atlanta Falcons in the fourth preseason game. Uh, thanks again to everyone who's, who supports the show, who watches the show, who listens to the show, whether you're on YouTube or you're on Apple Podcasts, wherever. Um, it's, uh, it's appreciated when any of you all check out the show. So thanks again, everyone. Appreciate y'all. And uh, we'll be back Monday with another episode of the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I got to take some time off this weekend to sort of catch up on just house stuff because Training camp's finally done for Pitt as well, so Chris can take a couple of days here and there. But, hey, if you want to see more of me, go check out uh, Bonjour Sports. It's a Amazon Prime show that's, that uh, I'm going to be on Friday morning at about, I think, 9.15 Eastern time. You can also, if you're in the Pittsburgh area, check out Channel 11, uh, where I'll be doing Skylights, highlights, I think around 11.15 
on Friday nights with Jenna Harner, who you see on this show, where we, <clears throat> excuse me, we break down high school football highlights in the area. You also see me on the final word there. And you can also read me at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, where I also host the North Shore Drive podcast, talking more things Pittsburgh sports, and write about the University of Pittsburgh's athletic department and their, and their major teams and successes and failures as well there for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Again, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. I'll catch you all again Monday. We're back talking more about your Steelers and starting to get you ready for the final 53-man roster cutdown day. We'll see you then.